Hello and a very warm welcome to the Women in Tech SEO podcast. I am Sarah McDowell, SEO content executive at Holland and Barrett, and I am your host today. We have Ayala Ikatha Gonzalez joining us on this episode, who is the SEO director at Reflex Digital, um, who will be talking to us today about how we can take a more human approach to our site structure and why that is important. So hello and a warm welcome, Ayala. Hi. How are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am not bad at all. Not bad at all. This season is sponsored by Novos. Novos, the London-based e-commerce SEO agency, has won multiple awards for their SEO campaigns, including Best Global SEO Agency of the Year, two years running. Trusted by over 150 global e-commerce brands, including the likes of Bloomin' Wild, Patch and Thread, Novos provides technical e-commerce SEO expertise with a creative edge by specialising across platforms like Shopify and Magento. They have been named as one of 2021's best workplaces in the UK and with a diverse gender-balanced team are a culture-first agency. Check them out on thisisnovos.com or follow on LinkedIn at thisisnovos. I have been fighting a ear infection this week, um, but the antibiotics are kicking in. So I'm starting to feel human. So this is good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Have you had a good week so far? Yeah, I mean, it's over now, so I'm happy about it. It is. Uh, it's Friday tomorrow. So weekend weekend is, is on the cards, isn't it? It's in the, it's there. <laughs> All day week here, so yay! Ah, <laughs> I am not jealous at all. <laughs> Wonderful, Ayala. Well, let's kick things off um, by you giving uh, me and our listeners a brief overview of yourself and um, sort of the things that you do and how you got into this wonderful world of SEO. Sure. So let's start from how did I get here? I started around nine years ago in Germany. Uh, a friend told me, I know someone that knows someone that knows someone that has a partnership. <laughs> so I applied. Um, they asked me what what was the CEO. I had no clue what it was, but I still got the job. <laughs> and that's how I started. And nowadays, um, I'm a director in at Reflect Digital in, U- in the UK, although I work from Spain. Uh, and pretty much I handle the team. I handle clients, communications, and I do talks from time to time whenever I have the time. And yeah, that's the summary, I guess. It must be quite interesting um, managing a team remotely. Yeah, I mean, I was doing it already through the pandemic, so I found it that it wasn't that complicated. Like, there's still a way to get that human connection through the camera. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty jealous that you, uh, like, live and get to work in Spain. I mean, I want Holland and Barrett to send me to Spain. <laughs> Well, it's not funny. You would you wouldn't be that jealous, trust me, not here. <laughs> um, right, I've got some quick fire questions, uh, just silly ones. Um, nothing too um complex. Are you ready? Um just want you to clear your mind and answer with the first thing that comes into your head. Go for it. Question number one What is the best sport? Skiing. Are frogs slimy? 
Ew, I guess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is breakfast the most important meal of the day? And the jammiest. And the what, sorry? And the jammiest, the most delicious one. (laughs) (laughs) Would you win a dance competition? No, no way. No? No. No. You're not not a secret good dancer? No. (laughs) (laughs) And my last quick fire question is, do you prefer hot or cold showers? Hot, really, really hot showers. Like burning the skin hot? Yeah, even if it's 50 degrees outside, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wow, wow. Um, You survived my quick fire round of questions. So now we know you more personally as well as your, like, um, you as an SEO person. Now, this is the Women in Tech SEO podcast. So I am going to ask you a couple of questions around this sort of topic. Starting with, what would you say empowers you to be the brilliant woman you are today? Well, I mean, I'm going to make it short because I could talk for hours here. (laughs) Obviously, starting from my my mother and my auntie that has always, have always um, pushed me to to be at my best and to live my dreams. Thanks to them, I I started traveling abroad and living abroad for the longest time. <laughs> but also, like everyone that is in my support system, uh, my partner, my family, and obviously my company right now, being Becky um, from Reflect, the, the the person that is actually pushing me to to get out there and do all these talks and and join you guys today. Uh, it was thanks to her actually. Ah, thank you, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what one bit of advice would you give to um, to women starting out in the industry? Trust your instincts, always. Yes. Always. Like, if you think you're not in the right place, leave. <laughs> I always think that, um, like, your gut, gut feeling or you're feeling a certain way because of something, and you yeah. should listen to that, shouldn't you? 100%. I mean, I've, I haven't listened to my instinct before, and... It has shown in the end. So always, if you think that this is the right place, do it or the right move, do it. Otherwise, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's very actionable. And uh, yeah, I think we could all do more of that, can't we? Now it's time to get stuck into the juicy bit of uh, today's episode. Um, So obviously we're talking about site structure um, and how we should be taking a more human approach to this. Um, So let's start with the sort of basics of this subject. Can you sort of explain what we mean by site structure and why site structure is important to SEA? Yeah, so, I mean, really simple. Site structure is how you organize your content on the site. So it's, I, I always compare it to a house plan. Is how do you organize your house that it makes sense when you use it or when your guests come in and use it? So it's exactly the same thing for, for, for our website. So... In mind when you're building your new house, your two-story house, let's say you're going to be separating the, the living area from the resting area and your living area will have the kitchen, the living room, the studio, one bathroom even. <laughs> and there's you'll have the resting area, which will be the bedroom, the bedrooms, um, the closets, uh, a walk-in closet if you have the money. <laughs> um, you know, like it will be separated and it makes sense. It's user-friendly, let's say, because you're sleeping, you're using your bathroom you're having a dinner and you have, you know, all these living areas at the bottom. It's the same thing for the website. What you're trying to do is 
to have all your content organized in a way that is easy to find for the user, that um, they don't go crazy trying to find the bathroom in this case, let's say, because um, they know where it is because it's, it's, it's easy to find, yeah. Yes, definitely. Now, I know this is um, about how we should be making, um, like how we should be thinking of a more human approach to site structure, but I just want to quickly touch on like what is, what is it that search engines like Google want from site structure? I mean, the, 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 the name itself says it, like it wants a structure, it wants an organization, it wants to understand how are you organizing and structuring and your, your website itself. So like, what is more important? What is a category? What is a subcategory? What is a product? So Google requires that, what? I'm thinking in Spanish now suddenly, sorry. <laughs> That organization, let's say, um, where you have different hierarchies, where you know, like, you know, this is the priority, not priority one, but like category one, category two, uh, subcategory. So it's just having that structure. That's what Google needs to understand how your website is built. Yes, definitely. So I did do some um, research ahead of recording this episode and I took to Twitter um, Mm. and I asked our um, followers when thinking about site structure for SEO, who is more important? And I asked them whether users, search engines or both. Now, interestingly, 0% um, of our people who voted said search engines, 42.9% said users, and 57.1% say both. Now, are you sort of, are you surprised by by that data? Or are you, is that something that you would, you would expect? Or is that something that you would want to expect? I'm happily surprised. So this is something <laughs> I would want to expect, because... For so many years, we've always all all of us have been so focused on what does Google want? What does Google want? I'm talking about Google because obviously I've been living abroad in 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 Asia mainly, so Google is the main one there. So that's why I always talk Google. But any search engine, like we've always been focusing on what do they want? Never what are the users looking for? So it's good that we're changing this 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 conversation. It's good that we're bringing uh, the humans there because this is who we're building the websites for in the end. Definitely. Um, And I suppose um, if you're catering to users and Google, you sort of, it comes hand in hand, doesn't it? Because at the end of the day, um, Google wants to make sure that their users are having a great experience. So by so it sort of makes sense for you to focus on users as well, because yes, you want them to have a good user, ex- user experience when they're on your website, but also obviously if users are having a good time on your website because of your site structure and they can easily navigate, then that's going to bode well with Google as well, isn't it? hundred percent. I mean, we all know what Google objectives are. It's pretty much showing the users the, 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 the right, unique, high quality content. So this is why we have to have the user in mind, whatever we do, unless obviously we're talking about canonicals or ones <laughs> or something more and more technical. Um, we, and, and even then, actually, we have to be thinking about the, the, the user itself. Are they interested in our product or not? Um, how can we show them our products? Should we put it on 
category or not? Uh, are they even looking for my product? <laughs> These kind of things, we need to have it in mind when we're building our website, when we're starting our strategy. And doesn't matter SEO, PPC, display, I don't care. We all need to look at the human being. I mean, sorry, at the human being, at the human self. <laughs> yes, definitely. So how do you go about putting the user first when you're thinking about site structure? So what sort of things are important to sort of factor in? So, I mean, the first thing, first thing, first thing, first thing is keywords. And everyone will be like, oh, we know that, Ayala. But no, we don't really know how important they are. So... Um, someone in my company said this phrase, and I just love it. Like, said, keywords are the voice of the customer. They're telling us what they want. This is why this should be the core of everything we do, the keywords. Do we have a product that the, the, the users are looking for? Are they even interested in it? Do we have to create that need? How do we do this? Um, I have a client that they have products that people like, but they have a different naming. They don't want to change the naming to what people are looking for. So people are not finding them. So this is how important it becomes to listen to the users through the keyword research. Um, that would be the first part. And then obviously we have neuroscience itself. So we need to understand how the human brain works. Uh, we need to understand how our brain works when they see your website. So obviously there are different principles that we should be we should be aware of when we're designing uh, a website, when we're designing uh, an architecture and all of this. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into them because I think that would take us much longer than the time that we might have. But there are a couple of principles like subconscious, for instance. That that one for me is the craziest one because we don't really think about it ever, but it's the one that decides if you like something or not in milliseconds. So before you've looked at something, your, your subconscious already knows if you like it or not. So <laughs> in mind how important it is that if you land on a website and they, you open the, the, the navigation menu and you're like, oh, your subconscious, long time ago, he's like, yeah, no, you, you don't like it here. Get out of here. <laughs> so we need to be really aware of this kind of, this kind of principles. That's that's super interesting, isn't it? And because we do live um, in an age where like not only do we need to attract um consumers and people's attention but we need to like keep keep them entertained and engaged um and first impressions are everything i suppose aren't they and i suppose when we're talking about first impressions that is your site structure um <laughs> if you have a site structure that is a headache and doesn't make any sense, then the person's not going to stick around, are they? Yes, I mean, 100%. And this goes back again to neuroscience. I mean, in the end, our brain loves a little bit of an order and structure, just like Google. I mean, because in the end, didn't Google create rank brain to <laughs> reason <Yeah>. our brain? <laughs> so this is exactly the same thing. Um, our brain needs this order and a structure. So when, you, when you're building your, your navigation and your structure, you need to ensure that the user is never asking the question, what is this? Where am I? What am I looking for? Where is it what I'm looking for? No, you, we have to show them what they want in a really easy way. And um, so Sephora, for instance, they have a really nice navigation, navigation menu just because even if you don't know makeup, it's quite easy because when you go to makeup itself, it has face, eyes, lips. That's it. It's easy. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, I want something for my lips. I click on lips. Is it busy? 
Do you have any other, like, so you talk about Sephora there. Um, is there any other sort of brands that spring to mind that sort of have a good site structure or that you're impressed with? Um, to be honest, right now, I can only think of Sephora. It's true that it's just a navigation menu, because technically speaking, Sephora, you need to improve. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right now, I can only think of Sephora. Is there any common mistakes that websites or brands make when it comes to their site structure? I think in general, it's not having the user as a focus. Like as I was saying before, um, I have this client that they have these products. They would be super popular if they would only listen to the keywords. And then you have other clients that they have these products that no one really cares about. So I think that's usually the main um the, the main mistake they all do is not listening to the user. And if, even if they do, they're like, yeah, but this is our product. We're not going to change it. And it's like, well, but then you're not going to sell it. You're not going to appear on, on, on Google or any search engine. Yes, that must be very frustrating because you have the data and it's like, well, we can tell what people are searching for. It makes sense to adhere to that and use it on on the website. So yeah, it, that just seems a bit crazy um, that like a website or brand would not even listen to that. Hundred percent. I mean, but when you work in an agency, you're so used to people not listening to you on basic things. You're like, but your website is no index. How do you expect to be shown? <laughs> I mean, so obviously we are talking about um, human human first here with site structure, but I suppose with SEO in mind, there is getting the right balance. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as it should be human first, shouldn't it? And we should be thinking about our customer, what they're searching, what do they want? Um, but you still got to think of Google, I suppose. So is there any tips for about having the right balance between the two? So there's something that Google loves and in the end it goes back to the user. Yes. <laughs> so it's actually um so I've when I do my research I've seen that everyone calls it in a different way but it's like having the the flat the flat structure or the pyramid structure pretty yeah. much what it means doesn't matter how you want to call it what it means is that Google wants you to have less than 4 clicks until the end product. So this is something that um, we need to be really careful with because mainly in e-com, it happens that suddenly you're 10 clicks away and you're like, where is the product? Oh my goodness, I can't find it. And I see it happening even in informational websites. I'm like, you don't have that much content to be like hiding your content down there in the the 10th click. So this is something that we have to be really aware of that, yeah, we want to create categories, we want to create subcategories and content and I don't know what else, but yet Google wants you to stay at the fourth, the four clicks only, not more. Yes. Yeah. I suppose, are you, are you sort of saying that that's a good rule to sort of stick to then, um, that you don't want to take a user too much down a wormhole and it's actually quite good to have that sort of metric in mind? Hundred percent, because if you think about it, um, we've become with the mobile phones and the internet being so fast, we've become more impatient. So when you're on your phone, you're like, I want it now. And if if I'm in my I'm putting an extreme example, I'm hungry, I'm I'm dying for some sushi, and I'm <laughs> I'm on a website and I'm like, Oh my goodness, where is my sushi? Ten clicks later, I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I'm going to this 
food delivery app and I'm just going to order from there. And this is an extreme example, but it happens on normal websites. A lot of our purchases, they're, you know, I want it now, or, you know, you're not even thinking about it and you're like, oh, buying it. So if I have to go more than four or five clicks, I'm going to be like, oh, this is too complicated. I'm out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The content or the product or the service, the better for the user. So you have to really nail your structure there then, don't you? And you have to really think about the customer journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I suppose what's important is um, like we know that not everyone's journey is they land on the homepage and then they navigate from there. They You could enter a website on any page, can't you? So that's I suppose that's another thing to take into consideration, isn't it, that wherever someone lands on like whether it's a product category if it's a specific product if it's the blog section if it's the location pages i suppose um the you've all, the navigation always has to make sense from where someone is landing would you say that that's important 100% and yeah 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 100% actually and here's where breadcrumbs and all these little maps let's say that we have on the site even the navigation is where it comes in really really handy and internal linking obviously because if you land for instance in a blog post if you have the internal link to the right page you might get a you might land a sale from there definitely 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 awesome is there i mean i feel like we've covered quite quite a few different questions there and um it's all like all questions have led us back to like this human approach haven't we (laughs) Um, so, I mean, are there any, can you recommend any of your like sort of favorite articles or resources that people can, um, like delve into learn more on this topic? So to be honest, I, I don't have just one and it's true that, um, for getting into where I am uh, with the human interaction and and human being first and neuroscience, um, one of my colleagues has been helping me because she's a neuroscience um, expert mainly focused on marketing. So she's been the one helping me um, learn more about how our brain works and all of that. So I would say I have my own resources. <laughs> I mean, what we can do is any resources that you think are, are, are relevant, and you can always send to me after we've recorded and I can make sure that we include um, yeah. and do it that way. Um, but it sounds really interesting. And I suppose one thing people need to be more wary of is like how the human brain works. Yes, 100%. I mean, in the end, it's our day-to-day interaction. I mean, we ourselves are humans. We're dealing with uh, with these websites, with these products every day. Why are we not thinking that there's someone behind that screen doing exactly the same thing? So. Definitely. And um, I've just sort of one more question. Do you think it's important um, that people like test journeys? Um, so when they're thinking of like website structure, how important is it to sort of like set someone a task? Um, or is there like other ways that you can test site structure? So actually what we usually do in my company is we, we create a, a funnel of keywords. So we identify yeah. what keywords are awareness, what keywords are intent, what keywords are inquiry. And this is how we try to build the site architecture as well. Because in the end, as you were saying before, not everyone is going to come from the same path. Some people are going to be on the on the research stage. So this is when we're going to try to hit them with the awareness uh, with the awareness keywords. So I think we're going back to what I was saying before. Keywords 
goes back to being one of the most important things when you're doing a, a cider structure. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Wonderful. I mean, it amazes me how fast time goes. Um, (laughs) But I do really think that we've covered quite a lot in that short um, space of time. Um, So unless there's anything else that you'd want to say, or do do you feel like we've pretty much covered everything that you'd like to? I mean, we could say that So a lot of times are like, but why me as a brand, you know, I should care about this like it's all of the user and all of this but we need to say there also there are also benefits about having a proper side structure for for brands i mean if you think about it when you have a structure side structure yeah <laughs> you're actually going to have it so much easier to organize your content to take care of it so housekeeping in general is going to be so much easier um it's going to reduce the content the sorry the the, the, the chances of creating duplicated content as well it's going to improve your link authority. Like there are so many benefits from a brand perspective to to having this this uh, organized side structure. That I mean, it's just a no brainer. <laughs> so we're ticking boxes all over the place, aren't we? We're ticking po- boxes for the brands, um, like because, like you say, housekeeping and keeping on top of, um, especially bigger sites where it can be a headache managing mm-hmm. and keeping on top of everything. You're also keeping your consumers, potential customers, and audience happy. And with all doing that, you're going to be keeping Google happy as well. So it's like a three-pronged approach there, isn't it? You're keeping everyone happy. Exactly. I mean... And and four, I just thought another one, your brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, but one thing, one uh, what you said earlier about um, like keywords being the voice of your customer, um, that's really sat with me. And I just think, yeah, like... It's such a good insight, isn't it? Um, it is. The keywords are that. Um, so that's one thing that's like really like stood out for me there. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that one. Thank you, thank you. Right, are you ready to have some fun? Ah, let's go for it. Okay. <laughs> so, Ayala, what I want you to do is answer as many questions as you can in 60 seconds and the theme is color mm-hmm. so it's just random questions about color so if you don't know the answer either just say a color or pass other scores uh we've had Hermani on in the past who got four in 60 seconds Giselle um got five in 60 seconds and Lydia is our reigning champion at the moment as she's she got nine in 60 wow. seconds so no how, how are you feeling do you reckon you can beat nine uh, no pressure right <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some fighting talk let's try this <laughs> all right three two oh let me just get my pen ready and i'll start my counting down again three two one what is the most common favorite color in the world blue yes yellow and what other color makes you hungry green no red how many colors are there on microsoft's logo four yes what did beyonce name her daughter Blue. Yes. What colour are flamingos? Pink. Yes. What's my favourite colour? Green. Yes. What's your favourite colour? Pink. Yes. 
Alicia Beth Moore is also known as what famous singer? Alicia Keys? No, pink. <laughs> uh, what colour means go on traffic lights? Green. Yes. What colour are polar bears? White. No, they're translucent. What colour is Barclay's logo? Horse. Barclay. Pass. Orange. <laughs> what colour are post boxes in the UK? Red. Yeah. <laughs> we are at time. <laughs> Do you want to know how well you did? Yeah. <laughs> you got eight. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, you are second. Yay, go me. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good score. And I was a bit mean um, because polar bears, I found out the fact that polar bears aren't actually white. Um, they are white because their fur is actually translucent and it's the snow reflecting back. That's crazy. There you go. What? You've learned something new. I've learned something about site structure. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a wonderful time. If people want to carry on the conversation with you, uh, you said that you're um, doing more talks when we were talking before the podcast. So where, um, where can people find you or get in touch with you or find out the stuff that you're doing? Right now on LinkedIn, because, yeah, as I was telling you, I'm a little bit busy, so yeah. I'm not doing any talks at the moment. But um, I'm hoping after September that will change. So, I mean, yet to come, yet to announce it, keep posted on my LinkedIn. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. And I would just like to say thank you uh, for listening to the podcast. We are available on all podcast playing platforms. If you want to find more about the podcast, want to know about sponsoring opportunities or you want to apply to be a speaker uh, visit www.womenintechseo.com forward slash podcast you can also find the podcast on twitter and our handle is at tech seo women pod to find out more about the brilliant women in tech seo community which was founded by the my co-host of the podcast Areej abu ali find out more and how to get involved visit www.womenintechseo.com i've had a wonderful time have you had a wonderful time i have loved it i was a little bit nervous and now i'm like oh, let's do it again hey <laughs> Well, I'm glad. And the only thing left to say is goodbye and until next time and stay safe, everyone. Bye.